This is Coffee, Wine, and Chocolate, a podcast inspired by people, places, and things. Welcome. I'm your host, Dawn. You can find me at all the links I've provided below in the notes. But specifically, you can find me at the podcast website, which is coffeewineandchocolate.com. So today I am going to share something a little bit different. Um, I usually try to share something that helps with mental health and things like that and positivity and, you know, and at first I was thinking this would be completely off of that, but it's really not. It's really another way to look at things. And so what I'm doing is sharing with you guys the difference between writer's block and being empty and trying to come up with ideas and keep continuing to write. And so I hope this helps out with some of you that are writers or even musicians or uh, poets or anything like that and can help you kind of get settled back into what you do. And if you hear my cat Angel through this recording, it's because she can't be still today. Unlike last time, she is very busy trying to get out the door and to talk to me. So, um, and she decided to eat, I think, towards part of it too. (laughs) So you probably will hear little bits and pieces from her in the background. And um, just know that she's in here saying hi to you too. (laughs) And here we go. What is the difference between wine and port? I was just thinking about this the other night because we were with some friends and they're the ones that always have um, either a port or something else to have once we're done with dinner. I looked it up on the What's the Difference on leaf.tv and it states, As dinner draws to a close and the candles burn down, the appearance of a decanter of port wine signals that the end of the evening is approaching. Rich, sweet, and deceptively strong, port wine usually just called port, is one of a small group of fortified wines from the Iberian Peninsula. The origin of port's unique character lies in the method used to make it. The production of port begins with grapes, of course, especially red, although there are some white port grapes, grown in the Douro Valley in northern Portugal. During fermentation, the producer adds brandy to the wine. The brandy's high alcohol content stops the sugars in the wine from fermenting into alcohol, leaving port with a much higher level of sugar than most other wines. The addition of brandy is what makes port a fortified wine. The high level of sugar in port gives it its characteristic sweetness. Port is sweeter than almost any unfortified wine. Unlike most sweet wines, however, Port has a high alcohol content because of the added brandy. Most ports have an alcohol content of between 19 and 22 percent. By contrast, most wines are between 12 and 15 percent alcohol, with some white wines as low as 5 to 7 percent. Port also has a distinctive rich, heavy mouthfeel. The combination of sweetness and high alcohol content means that port isn't a good wine to serve with a meal. It tends to overpower most food, and it's far too strong to drink steadily over a long period of time. 
So traditionally, port is a dessert wine served after a meal from a decanter. Small glasses and a steadily circulating decanter help drinkers pace themselves. It often accompanies cheese, especially strongly flavored or salty cheeses. In Europe, it's often associated with the winter months, especially like Christmas. Although it isn't as common in the kitchen as sherry, port can still play a role in cooking. It's particularly common in stews and casseroles, especially when cooking beef or lamb. So I just thought that was very interesting because I knew that port was a higher alcohol content wine that was very heavy and very sweet. And sometimes it's really nice to try them out, especially as a a good drink to have with dessert or as dessert because it's so sweet. And, um, And I've really enjoyed a couple of the ones that I have tried. So I just wanted to share this and maybe get some feedback on what kind of port wines you guys like and want to share with me and others that you think others might like too. Thanks a lot. And here we go with the episode. This week, I am changing it up a little bit. Writer's block or emptiness and resistance. That is the topic because, let me tell you, I have been struggling of late with my writing and with ideas for this podcast. Before the ideas would just come to me with no resistance, they would just be there. I would say that I have so much going on so I didn't have time or just let other things distract me when I was having a hard time coming up with things. Truth is, that is the point. I did both. Let other things around me distract me and because of this, found I had nothing to write about. Silly, I know, but true. I've started writing a book, and possibly another, but I haven't touched it in a very, very long time. I have made excuses like I have had a lot of time of life changes, divorce, pandemic, moved to London, remarried, keeping in touch with family and friends at home, and living my new life here. Yes, all these things have been happening, but I have had plenty of time to focus on my writing and coming up with podcast material. And yes, it's on me for this. I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you like it is. So, this week, I'm sharing this as my podcast material. It's not my normal material, and if it helps someone, I'm all for it. And it helps remind me in the same instance. And that's very helpful. (laughs) There's a difference in writer's block and your mind being empty of ideas or resisting ideas. With writer's block, Wikipedia defines it as a condition primarily associated with writing in which an author is either unable to produce new work or experiences a creative slowdown. The condition ranges from difficulty in coming up with original ideas to being unable to produce a work for years. It states on goinswriter.com, the common causes of writer's block are timing. It's simply not the right time to write. Your ideas may need to stew a little longer before writing them down. Fear. Many writers struggle with being afraid with putting their ideas and themselves out there for everyone to see and critique. Fear is a major reason some writers never become writers. 
And then perfectionism. You want everything to be just right before you ever put pen to paper or touch a keyboard. You try to get it perfect in your head and never do. So you never begin. To help you through this, we created Don't Hit Publish. It's a free tool that tells you if your blog post is good enough to publish and also give you tips on how to improve it. So they do have that little extra that they offer. They also have a list of creative solutions to writer's block, and I'll read them off to you. Go for a walk. Eliminate distractions. Do something to get your blood flowing, like running or walking. Play. This person's personal preference is Legos. <laughs> Change your environment. Read a book. Free write. Listen to music. Try classical or jazz to mix it up. Brew some coffee. My personal favorite. Create a routine. Many famous writers have daily routines to summon the muse. Spend time with someone who makes you feel good. Call an old friend. Brainstorm ideas and bullet points. Read some inspiring quotes to get you started. The possibilities are endless, but movement is critical. You need to generate momentum to get out of your funk. I've always been told, keep writing until something comes to you. If you stop writing, you'll never get to writing. So just write. It doesn't matter if you're writing on a blog, if you're writing down on paper, if you're writing poems, if you're just writing ideas down, just write to get those that flow going. And it's very hard sometimes to even do that to me because I let myself get distracted very easily. So just a little tidbit. Let me read Wikipedia's definition per word. It states, Writer's block is a condition primarily associated with writing in which an author is either unable to produce new work or experiences a creative slowdown. Mike Rose found that this creative stall is not a result of commitment problems or the lack of writing skills. The condition ranges from difficulty in coming up with original ideas to being unable to produce a work for years. Writer's block is not solely measured by time passing without writing. It is measured by time passing without productivity in the task at hand. Then the article also on goinswriter.com, it states, recognize the difference between blot and empty. Anne Lamott posits that what we call writer's block may be something dramatically different. When we're feeling uninspired, we may in fact be spiritually and emotionally empty. If that's the case, the last course of action you'd want to pursue would be to simply push through the block because you're not blocked. You're empty and you need to fill up. You need to step away from your work and do something that recharges you, that leaves you feeling refreshed and inspired. Then they state how to tell the difference. Depending on what's going on today, there may be two reasons for your feeling uninspired. One may be a real case of the resistance. Your own laziness, outside distractions, or some other negative force keeping you from making a difference. If that's the case, then you only have one choice. Show up, do the work. However, if you're feeling empty, be careful. 
you could waste hours sitting in front of a computer screen or with a guitar on your lap. In this, if this is the case, you may need to step away and go do something that fills you up. Play with your kids, listen to music, go for a run. But don't be fooled. Resistance is still waiting to snatch you up at the earliest possible moment. Once you're full again, get right back at it. Start creating and continue working through the resistance. So as I was going over this and as an afterthought, I thought, this is actually a good lesson in life. Treat life and writing the same. Keep pushing through. Keep doing and trying. Trying things, especially new things. Because if you don't, you get stalled and you get in a rut and you don't want to do anything. And the best way to enjoy life is just to keep going. To find things that make you happy and do them. And I I really believe it's the same in writing. Just keep plugging at it. Keep going. Keep finding things that make you happy and interest you. And that's what I'm going to start doing. And I thought I was doing. But obviously, I had let other things get in my way. And so this is going to help me to get refocused and, and remember that when I come upon things that I'm interested in or something that hits me as positive, I need to either write it down, use the, the voice um, recorder on my phone, something that I can jot it down and not forget because I get involved in things and then it just goes right through my head and it's gone again. So I need to remember that when something like that happens, I need to either write it down very quickly or open up my phone and put it on voice recorder because otherwise I miss the opportunity or forget what it is that I wanted to do. And to me, that would be the best way to go about keeping up with the things that I think about doing. What do you think? What do you do, my listeners, for, for continuing to do something to, to get good ideas or to keep writing? What do you do? I would love to know because it wouldn't only help others, it would help me too. And I really appreciate it. Now, the article, positive article I have this week is so cute. It's about a puppy. (laughs) And uh, the author is Joseph Mazella. Joseph J. Mazella. And it's on sunnyskies.com. That's S-U-N-N-Y-S-K-Y-Z.com. And the story goes like this. It was a hot, humid, steamy summer afternoon. I had been up doing one thing or another since six in the morning. Now, with the dinner dishes done, I thought I could finally lay down with four minute and rest my aching back. As I lay on my bed trying to watch a little TV, my brain felt heavy and I noticed my eyelids slowly shutting. I was almost asleep when suddenly I felt a blast of hot breath on my face. I opened one eye and saw a long nose covered in gold and white fur. A pair of loving eyes looking at me and a mouth open, panting happily. Then before I could say anything, a wet tongue slurped my chin. Fluffy, I groaned. Come on, boy. You take naps all day long. My plea to my retriever mix 
was answered by two more dog kisses totally soaking my face. All right, all right, I laughed. I picked up Fluffy's favorite rubber ball, walked out of my bedroom, and threw it down the hallway. Fluffy bounded after it with joy and brought it back to me for another toss. We kept up with the game with throw after throw until my arm felt heavy, but my heart felt light. Then I left, let Fluffy up on the bed with me for some hugs, belly rubs, and petting. I could feel his love as he cuddled in close. It was such a joy, and then I realized I wasn't at all tired anymore. As relaxing and refreshing as a nap would have been on that hot summer afternoon, playing fetch with Fluff was even better. Sharing a little joy, a little laughter, and a lot of love with my furry friend not only energized my body, it warmed my heart and brightened my soul. As I petted my dog, I thank God again for giving us man's best friend to make our lives better. God gives each of us only a limited amount of time in this world. Even the longest life here is still too short for all the love we can give and joy we can share. Make sure then that you enjoy each moment you get here, even if it means giving up your nap for a game of fetch. How sweet was that? I just thought that was a cutest story and I had to share it. <laughs> I'm telling you, our fur babies are a blessing and I'm so happy that we have them and that they're here. I hope you all enjoyed that. Have a wonderful week and a wonderful day. Talk soon. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm sure you did hear Angel in the background at this moment. She is actually scratching at the door. Like, I can't stand this door being closed, Mom. Please open. You know, she's looking underneath and like, what's out there? So anyway, I am closing this up now and hope you enjoyed the little tidbits that I shared today um, on port wines, on writer's block and the difference between writer's block and being just empty and then the cute little story at the end and uh, I hope this has made you feel good today and helped you in some way and we will see you soon thanks so much you guys bye now go out today as you're going about your business Whatever you do today, if you come upon somebody that you see that has something on that you like or the hair is, has done some way that you like or whatever you might see that you like, let them know. They may be having a bad day and you could be giving them something that makes them smile. Tell them so. Tell them hi. Even just a smile or a hello will make someone's day. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks. <laughs>